This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. On today's show, how to successfully apply as spouses to the same school and WikiHow. And maybe we'll get a well, maybe we'll get in a, a, we'll get a little bit of discussion about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friends' balls. Yes, I just hope he's okay. I, I do too. <laughs> I do too. I hope everybody's okay. With me today in the studio, it's M4 Mackenzie Walhoff. M1 Noah Wick is here for the first time. Hello. Oh God, Elvir. Damn Get- it. Elvir Gepnung. Hi, Gepnung. everyone. I looked it up. Uh, All I heard was your name okay. is Elvir, damn it. And that's that's as much as I got. So what is your actual last name? Gepnung. Elvir Gepnung. Yes. Uh, is another first timer and M2. And to everyone's surprise, it's MD, PhD student, Aline Sanduk. It took six years for him to get mine right. So don't feel bad. That's Which, okay. Which Aline feel- or Sanduk? He actually got it right as soon as I walked in, so I was really impressed. This is the problem. This is the problem with me that I have all the time. Is I is I is as soon as the mic turns on, I start to hesitate and second guess myself. It's kind of comforting to me that you're still struggling a little bit with this. Thank you, thank you. Makes me feel not that I want you to struggle, but it just makes me feel more comfortable. Well, it means he's trying. Yeah, that's I just, true. I, I just I feel like I used to be better about this, but I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's something about turning on the mic and realizing that I'm an imperfect human being. Mm. And <laughs> the basically, it's very likely that I'm going to this up. Right. Yeah. So, painful reality of being known. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's you're famous now. Clearly. Yeah, I'm famous. All right, so. <laughs> Today's sponsor is Enso Rings, maker of sweet, flexible, safe silicone rings. We'll talk more about them and their special offer for our listeners later in the show. You guys, you new co-hosts. Often when I get new co-hosts, I like to ask, where are you from? Where did you, where'd you come from? Why are, why are you here? Can we mm-hmm. start with you, Olivier? Yes, we can. So I am from Cameroon, a beautiful country in Central Africa, and I lived there for 10 years Mm -hmm. before my family immigrated to the United States. And I've been living in the U.S. for the last 16 years, and I am here at Carver to become the best doctor that I can. Nice. Like to hear that. What about you, Noah? So I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So also, far away. Also very far. Yeah. How yeah. exotic. 25, yeah, 25 minutes. Yeah. Long, long minutes. Long minutes. Highway driving. It is. It is. That's right. And dangerous highway, you know? Um, Actually, yes, yes. I was going to say, 80 is pretty dangerous. Yeah, it is. It's pretty terrible. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to speak ill of the state of Iowa. Right? Yes. Just, the, just you know, I-80 specific. But yeah, I did my undergraduate here over in the College of Public Health. And now I'm here also to hopefully become the best doctor I can be, maybe. Okay. There can only be one. There can only be one. I like how you're hedging. Like, Play more qualifiers on that. (laughs) So chances are for residency, you'll go to like Des Moines. So you go like just a little bit further away. I mean, I'm hoping for, yeah, I'm going to branch out of state for residency. Chicago's really far away. It is. It's a, it's a four hour drive. (laughs) You know, they have a great, as you said during the, before the show, a great governor to prisoner 
Pipeline. Pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> Again, no comment. That's no. no comments at this time. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you guys uh, could join us. I hope you come back for many more shows. I always love meeting new people and having new people on the show. So, but let's get started with the content of the show, which is we have a uh, listener question from Taylor, who I don't know if many people have run into this situation or have this situation. So let's hear from Taylor. First off, thanks for the conversations you are all sharing. As I'm sure you can all relate, there are many moments of confidence in the journey of medicine, but there are also many moments of doubt and struggle. I find that listening to your shows and feeling closer to the medical school community I'm working towards joining helps me to maintain a positive and confident outlook. So thank you for that. Happy to Briefly help. about me, my wife and I are both adult students in our late 20s who have returned to school to both pursue medicine. I'm extremely grateful to have her with me on this challenging journey. But unfortunately there is also one hurdle we will have to deal with which is a big worry for us. We're going to be applying to medical schools at the same time, and don't want to get accepted to different schools that will separate us for four years. Specifically we both want to go to Brown because my entire family is in Rhode Island. And if we decide to start a family of our own while busy in medical school or residency we want to have some familial support. I know it's important to remain open to other schools too. And I do try. It's just hard to have a dream scenario and know that we not only have the task of getting one person accepted there, or anywhere. We have the task of getting both of us accepted. Do any of you have any advice or experiences that may help us? We're both maintaining 4.0s. We're finishing up our sophomore year. And we will start studying for the MCAT soon. And while I'm struggling to find a way to get some experience in the medical field it is very high in my priority list. Thank you again for helping to inform me and for keeping my train rides to class more interesting and informative. Cheers, Taylor. Thank you for writing in Taylor to the shortcoat to gmail.com. What do you guys think? I think you need to get a new text-to-speech bot. <laughs> yeah, that, but that was good. The phrase, the, just the phrasing sometimes. I was like, it's, sorry, it's, it's been like, so much worse pause. in the past. Okay. I mean. well, hey. Yeah, why did you keep my mind open? Yeah. What is that? Did someone yeah. read that for you? A little dramatic. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty good. It's it sounds like an audio book. The British lady that you used to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I really enjoyed the old text. Cheers, Taylor. She, she was, they, they were all ridiculous. <laughs> this one is actually, uh, has an emphasis on quality and I actually pay for it. So, yeah. you know. well, well, I think it actually sounds pretty good. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think they're on the, you know, they're early, obviously in their pursuit. If they're just finishing up their second mm -hmm. year, um, I think they're doing all the right things. I think the best way for them to get into the same school is to individually be competitive candidates. It's, you know, it's going to be much harder if he was a 4.0 and she was a 2.3. He had a 520 MCAT and she had a 497. Mm -hmm. That's a completely different story or vice versa, mm -hmm. of course. But it sounds, I mean, so they're, both 4 .0. 4 .0. they're both 4.0. They're both 4.0s. Do as best to um, as well as you can on your MCAT. Mm -hmm. and, and to be open with the schools of, hey, we're a package deal. That's going to look actually a lot more attractive to the mm -hmm. schools, especially because he's already, you know, they've already expressed their interest in Brown. You know, they can reach out even during applications. I think mm -hmm. there may even be part of the AMCAS application that may mention that. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, for a med school that wants to be selected, there's actually, I think, a higher likelihood that they'll extend an acceptance of both of them I if think they know so that too. in advance. Because yeah. it's kind of guaranteeing two slots and two good candidates. Yes. So as long I as said. they're both good candidates, I think mm -hmm. I think that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, especially because they're also applying in the same year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it'd be trickier if he was a third year med student and she was trying to get in and 
not as strong of a candidate. So mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. I think the thing he mentioned at the end about getting some clinical experiences also important it's trickier in the pandemic so definitely be open to i guess a variety of opportunities whether it's volunteering or working you know don't sell your life short you you know they're non-traditional students so Mm -hmm. they probably definitely need an income as well i feel like these guys have have two legs up non-traditional Schools yeah. love non-trad students. We've yeah, said do. it on the show. We've said it on the show many times. And like you said, they are. Fr- I, I spoke to Amy in mm-hmm. our in mm-hmm. our admissions office, assistant director of admissions. And you know, we like married couples. They don't come along that often, but we do have a few. And there are some some bonuses for couples applying together that med student med schools are aware of. They there's built-in support. There's there's a built-in support system for each of them that provides extra assurance that they will actually graduate and not drop out. And they. And as you said, from a recruiting standpoint, it's a twofer. If one says yes to the offer, the other will say yes to. And let me tell you something. I watched the admissions office during the acceptance season mm-hmm. in, in, in late spring. Mm-hmm. And they're on pins and needles, man. Mm-hmm. Waiting to find out who accepts and, 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 and who decides not to or who defers or all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I would think that they would be excited. Mm-hmm to consider an application. One more th- one more bit of advice. Amy says that in the application, make sure you mention your needs as a couple, like you need to be in Rhode Island for family support. Mention your spouse's name and even their AMCAS ID. That will be uh, very mm-hmm. helpful to the folks on the ground in admissions mm. while they process your applications. You know, to add to what you just said, so not just support with each other, but if their whole families are from Rhode Island, mm-hmm. that's even more support. That's even more... Oh, more yeah. assurance that they're going to stick it out, that they'll have a lot of help and a lot of mm-hmm. chances are that yeah, they'll support. prefer staying for residency yeah. as well, which is always good for the state. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, because oh, yeah. Iowa, I know, you know, like all state schools train people in the hopes that they'll stay in the state and uh, serve the people here. But is that also true for for private? For Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's what I guess that was the only question I had listening to that is I don't know if they were. They don't have as much of a mandate as a state school. Yeah. But if they were, they individually like were themselves Rhode Island Mm -hmm. residents, that would be perhaps the only thing there. Cause I do know it is quite a bit more challenging. They're in in Chicago right now. Mm. So Um, so I don't know what, I don't know. Island of it originally though, because where's their residence? His his family is all in Rhode Island. So I assume that he he is a Rhode Island. He probably would qualify then as at least a dual residency application Mm -hmm. because like, I think, well, I guess they're non-traditional, so they, it depends where their driver's license is, right. to be honest. But I know some I know some people, like I know there was one student in the class that just graduated who she was from California, but because her dad lived here, she could claim in-state residency for Iowa when applying here. So I think at the end of the day, the, the, the recommendations are the same for mm-hmm. what we would recommend to any student trying to get into med school is just be, you know, be a strong academic student, but be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. they've already got that going for them and that they're non-traditional and that they're married. And then, you know, just choose something they're passionate about. And yeah, you, keep your doors open about other yeah. med schools, especially if you're on the East Coast. There's like a ton of med schools right. that like even if you're not at Brown, I feel like, you know, the nearest med school is probably a stone throw away. That's a very good point. Yeah. The commutes are much shorter on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus here. That is true. <laughs> and I think, too, just like, you know, as long as they are as close together as applicants as they can be, like statistics mm-hmm. wise, like experiences wise, yeah. like even if they don't end up getting into Brown or 
you know, God forbid, but something like that happens, you know, you do have good odds then of getting both getting into one another, another school that you apply to, you know, yeah. and or there is totally the possibility agree. that if one of them is not as strong of, as a student, if mm-hmm. the one gets in and goes there and the other one waits a year to apply or tries to get a post back at mm-hmm. the same time or try to, to strengthen their application could also give them another opportunity to get in. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. different. I mean, they've got, they've got a couple years. Yeah, that's true. Reconsider after the MCAT and see how strong you are then. Just who knows? There may be a rift in the family. They want to go anywhere but Rhode Island. True. (laughs) Oh, my God. I meant that as a joke, but I just realized I probably jinxed them. (laughs) I'm sure nothing will happen to your family. Don't worry. You got to prepare for that. No fights. Don't worry. All right. So I did manage to reach out to one of our student couples who, who entered the College of Medicine as a couple. Uh, so let's hear from Nicole and Jimmy. Hi, I'm Jimmy. I'm an M4 at Iowa. This is my wife, Nicole. Hi, I'm an M4 also. And we applied to Carver, I guess, like four years ago as an engaged couple. And then we got married during the uh, first year of med school together. So something that we did for applying together was creating the list of schools. We applied to all the same programs and really do your research. This was a mistake that we made was looking at out of state places and seeing how many students they take that are out of state. Yeah, there's a couple of schools where, you know, they only take three to 5% out of state. So the odds that both of you get in there is low. And we applied to some of those places and probably wasted a little bit of money there. But also like applying to your state schools are great because they obviously take the most percent of in-state people. And if you and your partner are both in-state, then that helps. That's kind of the numbers game. And then another thing we did was let um, schools know that if one of us had gotten an interview, we would, and the other person hadn't heard, we would email that contact that school and say like your situation. And sometimes like no one answers and it doesn't help, but other times people did give the other partner an interview. So it can be helpful just to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. So best of luck. I completely forgot that was recording and I almost asked them a question. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how many did you apply to? And I um Dave is live texting them right now, actually. They yeah, they they brought up another point which is don't be afraid to reach out early. In fact, do it now. Yeah. If you really want to. Like especially because you have a specific school in mind. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you've told us. Don't be shy about mm-hmm. this. You need to know up front how they feel about a married couple applying mm-hmm. together so that you can, you know, make adjustments to your plans. Now, I sincerely doubt that they'll have a specific problem with it. It's going to depend on your application. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you want to reassure yourselves, start making those calls now. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario is they say, sorry, like we're not going to make any special accommodations, mm-hmm. you know, and okay. Then you know not then to you waste know. your time. Yeah, and you yeah. can reach out to other schools. Yep. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. You haven't put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. So, anything else we want to tell Taylor and his wife? Well, I wish them good luck. I think it's fantastic that they're doing this so mm-hmm. early on in the process. Yeah. I, when, I mean, that, how? Yeah, there are downsides to. I'm sure there are downsides to both of you being medical students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Debt, the occasional 
tense moments mm -hmm. when you're both tense at the same time for the same reasons. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess that might help, but it might Competing also... Competing over one... step one scores and stuff. Oh, wait, no, you won't have that. <laughs> step two scores. I'm very competitive. That would have not gone well. My husband still yeah. likes to remind me that his college GPA was like 0.1 higher than mine. Oh. And it's been five years. Oh. But I'd like to think that since they plan things in advance, they're going to have a little bit of a meeting before school starts and yeah. just yeah. like talk to each other. Like if we start feeling this way, this is what we need to do in mm -hmm. order to not impede our yeah. educational process. Mm -hmm. They or, sound like the types of people that would or be ruin exactly. our marriage. Right? That, that's, yeah. that's and they're, they're non-traditional students. So non-traditional students, I think, are typically a little bit more prepared or like they, they know what they want. Mm -hmm. a little bit more than maybe somebody who's coming straight from undergrad yeah, li time life has it. ground them down a little bit yeah, they're a little bit more cynical life skills. yeah they're a lot more mature yeah just the, angry at the world yeah. me. <laughs> the thing i was gonna say that I don't, I don't know how much of an issue it is but like to speak on the competitive thing there were couples in my class that like one would always do better than the other mm. but they would switch off a little bit depending on the subject and it, they always made it out to be a joke, but I was like, there, there's a little truth to each joke. <laughs> I'm like, someone's going to go to bed angry tonight. So. <laughs> well, and, you know. and the problem is there is, I mean, it still becomes important in med school because you do still have to think about matching for residency. Yeah. So if one of you is not very competitive and the other one is, and you're both trying to get in a derm or something that has three spots, sorry, you're not going to match in the same place, even with couples matching probably. Yeah. So it, it's not like the complications end just when you get into medical school. In fact, they're probably just starting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So career advice then would be both of you go into specialties that <laughs> you, that you can actually get into. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Or or one has to be a little more flexible than the other. Than you know, the other. If, if one wants to go into Radonk, then like maybe you have, you know, a primary care doctor is the other, you know, yeah. the other half yeah. of the couple, but... Yeah. Well, good luck. Keep us posted. I'd love to hear more about this journey that you're on. Mm -hmm. Let it, you know, send it, shoot us an email at some point in the future. Give me an update. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show. And the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the shortcodes at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. I need to talk about my, our, our sponsors this week. Any ring wearers here? I do. Yeah, wear, just for fun. Yeah. This is, I was like holding up my hands like a podcast is a visual medium. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yes, do, I you do. do post I these on YouTube, don't you? I do. I do. Mm -hmm. YouTube. Yep. So picture this. Mackenzie, you're getting ready to scrub into a surgery. Do you remo remove your ring or do you keep it on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> remove it? Yeah. What do you do with it? Put it on the desk Sorry. around my, in the middle of my Fitbit when I take that off as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. By my pager, my cell phone. Yeah, I know some people who are involved in procedures or surgery often hang their rings around their necks. They're especially if they're surgeons and they're doing idea. it all day. I don't mm. think ahead. But that's annoying too. I want to wear my ring on my finger. That's why I want you to take a look at the Rise collection from Enso Rings. These beautiful silicone rings are a fantastic replacement for metal rings. With Enso Rings Rise collection, there is no need to sacrifice style for comfort or safety. They combine the timeless design of hard metal rings and the flexibility of silicone. Enso Rings Rise Collection is engineered with anti-ring avulsion technology. They're also infused with uh, SteriTouch antimicrobial technology for a cleaner ring. So you can feel good about keeping your ring throughout the day, whether you're at work, exercising, or cleaning the cat litter box. Ew. Yeah, let me tell you, that ain't, that ain't good. You don't want to get that on your ring. 
And so rings also work under PPE, perfect for med students, doctors and nurses, and anyone who needs to wear gloves at work. The sleep designs come in colors like obsidian, slate, pink sand, turquoise. And if that's not your style, Ring, Enso Rings offers lots of other amazing collections in a variety of metallic and pearlescent colors that I really like. Now, uh, my fingers have changed a couple of times over the years. It's nice knowing that a flexible ring is more adjustable, adaptable when your body changes. I happen to like the unicorn color. It's kind of a pearlescent white. I think that's an unusual ring. Color. I think it's really sweet. And their return policy is perfect. I was worried about ordering the wrong size, but unless it's an inked ring, an Enso exclusive or a clearance item, you can return it or exchange it within 30 days. Uh, best of all, they've really nailed the pricing on these rings. They're very affordable and they still look great. So, you know, when I was talking with Enso Rings about this, I said, okay, Enso Rings, that's all well and good, but medical students have very skinny wallets. What are you going to do about that? And they said, you've got moxie, Mr. Etler. That's what we like about you. How about a 10% discount off their first purchase? Wow. Well, that's perfect, Enso Rings, I crowed. Now, quick, how do they get that discount? Easy, like falling off a log, they said. Just go to ensorings.com slash short today and use the promo code short. That's promo code short at ensorings.com slash short. This conversation happened 60 years ago. This is, or 100 yes. years ago. <laughs> Thank you for the discount. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that only available on their Rise rings? No. It's on any ring? No. I had to look at their website. They're actually like Do pretty they nice rings. Uh, they, they, for, for, for a very inexpensive price, they will engrave. Is my understanding. You say for a very expensive? An inexpensive oh, price. Inexpensive. I believe they will engrave. So thanks for the support. And so rings, really appreciate it. You know, I was going to talk about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, Swollen Testicles. And I would love that. But <laughs> when, I sat down, when I sat down to write about it this morning, I started feeling sad. <laughs> sad that celebrities can't step in and use their platforms for good. Well, she's all types of nuts honestly i don't know i don't know her i don't know much about her i'm not familiar with what happened can oh. someone tell oh. me can i do it i'm, I'm kind of like an ex take it, <laughs> <laughs> take it ex. away okay. and Noah. please make it sound as ridiculous as it actually is well, i mean i mean uh, and this is again this is i didn't see the original tweet basically the, the whole gist of it is someone was like tweeted at Nicki minaj like mm-hmm. hey why aren't you gonna be at the met gala and then she replied with like, oh, essentially like, oh, hey, I didn't want to get vaccinated or I don't know if it was her that wasn't vaccinated or her partner who wasn't vaccinated. And they were like, why? And then she was like, oh, my cousin in Trinidad got the vaccine and now has swollen testicles. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. There you go. His okay. testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're not you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. And the whole thing was like something about the lines of like she was actually COVID positive. And rather than trying to come out and be like, I'm COVID positive. That's why and not vaccinated. That's why I can't go to the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. She was almost trying to like steer the attention somewhere else or give Mm -hmm. a different excuse about it. And put out that ridiculous tweet yeah that was gonna be my uh, question like do we know if that story is actually true well, dude's totally it's, got an sti yeah yes. that was giving, that was the big joke i was gonna say like, like there are other diseases <laughs> that yeah, might cause swollen sw- swollen testicles it's it's yeah. like it's just the epitome of like oh my friend heard from another friend that you know this thing happened and if you do it you know it's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean I, I think like the reality of it is that i don't know if it necessarily matters if it's true or not it's the fact that you shared it 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another, she could have also reason just ignored because, everything. Yeah. Another yeah. reason I'm sad is because her cousin's friend's swollen testicles are taking up any space at all in my brain. <laughs> that's kind of a, that's kind of well, a problem for me. Well, I mean, that's as a, well, you know, more than they would be if they were regular size. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they were, if, if she had tweeted, you know, my cousin's friend's testicles are regular sized, I'd be like, I wouldn't think at all about it. Yeah. See, my question when I read that is just like, you, 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 there's no size descriptors. Are we talking like a little swollen? Are we talking like their basketball size swollen now? Like according uh, to who? According to him? According to his physician? Yeah. At that point, where's why the, have they been the measuring his balls yeah. this whole time? Yeah. I want to see the. I want to see that. Well, I don't, but I want to. <laughs> I want to see the digital calipers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. But congratulations to her cousin's friend for his testicles being on the tip of everyone's tongue, so to speak. How dare you? How dare you? The mental gymnastics that you just. Yeah, I did in order to say in that. All of our minds. That's did you amazing. have that written yeah. down? You looked I down sp- as you said it. I, I spent were- ten minutes on that this morning. <laughs> <It's too bad>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. tell. I don't know. The death of expertise is. You really should have brought a urologist on, and we could have just talked about all the reasons somebody's testicles might right. be swollen. I didn't think we really had to. I mean, you know, <laughs> what, an, what an engaging conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should have brought Amy Perlman back to talk about you know swollen testicles, testicle yeah. problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I kind of have like. Com- well, I don't know, complicated or mixed feelings on it. Like obviously, <laughs> you're going to say I have complicated testicles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what happened to my testicles man, after I got the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, no, I because I I think it's it's interesting in the sense that I mean, obviously, if Nikki wasn't a celebrity, like you would just be allowed to have that take. You know, no, you would still be berated for Whoa. that take, regardless uh, of your place. I don't know. I like have I, you been I, on Twitter? Like it won't well, insular community, you know. So, I mean, again, I think it's interesting to say, like, okay, what is a celebrity's responsibility versus what isn't? Mm-hmm. And also, I think too, like, okay, if when Nikki tweets that, and everyone immediately is responding with, like, you know, kind of like what we did, like, are you serious? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's valid. I think that's a very valid response to have, especially with how long we're in and how long we've been having discussions about vaccines. But thinking like from the practical side of like, oh, getting someone to the other side of understanding that the vaccine is safe, like that's not necessarily helpful either. That's fair. You know, and that's, yeah. I know, it's fun to make jokes about, mm-hmm. right? But it's also... Yeah. It is fun to make jokes about. It is, and, yeah. and I won't stop, but... <laughs> You know, at the same time, it's like, well, when when we're thinking about like the goals and aspects of that, like, uh, oh, is, you know, what what do we say in this situation that actually gets someone vaccinated? You know, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think the only thing that she could say is get the vaccine and then Mm -hmm. put out another tweet, right? Saying, you know, well, I mean, she still doesn't. She doesn't really support the vaccine. Has been my understanding. She still doesn't. And she was COVID positive yeah. after not getting vaccinated. And, and yeah, well, I think that's sort of my point then too, is like, I don't think the backlash she received to that tweet is going to make her any more likely to get the vaccine or be a vaccine advocate as well. And so uh, it's, I I do very, I think it's like valid still at the same time though, for people to be like, are you serious? Like we've been in this for... You got to call out ass hattery. I mean, it's... Yeah, especially right. when she could potentially, you know, a celebrity does have a mm-hmm. lot of sway over a lot of people right. and one tweet like that could potentially have convinced hundreds of people not right. to have gotten the vaccine right that's you true. know that's what i was going to say she has a lot of young fans mm-hmm. and a lot of young fans in the black community in particular mm-hmm. there's a lot of mistrust in the black community when it comes to the government and mm-hmm. and any type of health campaign and so as, as 
is understandable. Which is mm-hmm. justified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that was a powerful statement she made. And she yeah, she mm-hmm. she could have had the power to convince a lot of people to get mm-hmm. vaccinated. Celebrities, I think, have a responsibility. A little bit, yeah. To come out and say, you know, like where are the where where is the publicity campaign where the mm-hmm. where the celebrity is coming out and saying you should get vaccinated? Right? Uh, okay, yeah. you pointed out to me that you know, well, their their whole thing is not being controversial, so mm-hmm. that they can appeal mm-hmm. to the widest possible audience. Yeah, I don't think controversy is has a place in this discussion because it's I, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like well, didn't Nikki- in a previous era there would be. A strong PR campaign to sell people who are hesitant mm-hmm. on getting the vaccination. Right. And it would be an all for one, one for all kind of situation. I don't know. 1918, you had the same anti-vax movement with the Spanish flu. Mm. This mm. isn't new. How do they convince means. America to go to war twice? To there go to no a world war? Media. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. So I think I think without social media you have a lot, the government has a lot more control on how news spreads. Yep. For good and for bad. For good and for bad. (laughs) Meanwhile, the CDC yesterday just approved COVID boosters for people older than 65, people Mm -hmm. with medical conditions that make them extra susceptible to serious COVID and also frontline healthcare workers Mm, or others whose job puts them at greater risk for getting infected. Now that is Pfizer. That is not Moderna. Right. Which I believe we all got. At least when I have no idea what you guys, yeah. what you got, but mm-hmm. we were given Moderna, I believe, as med students. Mm. So, oh, you you were given Moderna. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Oh. Yes, I was. So I don't. I do not qualify. Yeah. For a booster yet. Well, I'm not even past the eight months yet. I'm coming up on it. But. And I think there's a little, a little. There's a little bit more with that too, because I think it was the CDC went against. Oh, the, yeah, they the went against FDA's recommendation. So the CDC has an internal panel, internal vaccine mm-hmm. panel. And they advised just people older than 65 and people with medical conditions. You're saying the FDA? The, no, this is the this CDC, CDC vaccine so they, panel. Okay. I looked it up because I wasn't okay, sure. Okay, so they yes. changed their stance. So, they, so, so basically the CDC panel said, the CDC vaccine panel mm-hmm. that was considering this, the booster question, said, you know, we think you should authorize it for people older than 65 and people with medical conditions that make mm-hmm. them susceptible. The CDC director decided to go further Oh, okay. And uh, then it's panel of experts amid, you know, amid science that is unclear. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but that's science for you. Right. Sometimes you have to sort of take what you think you know into account. And if some of the evidence isn't clear, you decide what the safest thing to do is. And there's some irony there because I think that's what Nicki Minaj thinks she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's interesting. I think the, I think the choice to include healthcare workers in it was interesting i think it's a very Um, smart move i think i think there is a very large economic impact that's going on right now in the united mm -hmm. states by i mean just look at our hospital every day we're reporting five to ten people testing employees again Mm -hmm. testing positive Mm -hmm. not necessarily getting sick but you now take those 10 employees we're already at a a staff shortage Mm -hmm. now you take those 10 employees and you have to quarantine them away from the hospital again for Mm -hmm. 10 days Mm -hmm. and that happens 10 days in a row you're talking you know 70 to 100 employees that no longer can work Mm -hmm. other employees have to pick it up up Mm -hmm. wherever they're you know i wouldn't say they're slack but that Mm -hmm. that position has to be covered Mm -hmm. We're already in a position where staff are burnt out and are quitting across the United States. Mm -hmm. I think by taking the step to say this is the best 
role we can possibly take to minimize the number of employees that are going to be calling out sick mm-hmm. over the next six months to a year right. is crucial, especially when we're going into a winter season right. of mm-hmm. flu, likely a bad flu season, RSV, croup, and COVID, mm-hmm. and enterovirus all hitting us at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think you're weighing pros and cons here and saying the pros far outweigh the cons of what could potentially happen over the next six months. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I would, I guess, complicate that too, though, by saying that, like, I think this does, because I think, like, I think for, for me too, I was considering this from the point, like, okay, what are the cons? Well, well, not really, you know, you're just sort of giving more vaccines out, you know, especially too, when we're no longer at, in the U S at least no longer at a capacity thing. But then I think too, you think about it globally and there's a lot of countries that, you know, and aren't even at 10%. I was going to say, know, yeah, or 5% yeah, vaccination yeah. rate. And so mm-hmm. you're kind of like, okay, well, we've given people two vaccines and, you know, but now we're in, we're saying, actually, we'll just kind of keep these. And, yeah, you know, I think, I think the only argument, I, I had that mm-hmm. belief too. And I would definitely say, like, don't do it mm-hmm. if these vaccines are going to go to other countries. Right. But the, the fact of the matter is that they're not. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't use them, they're not going anywhere, they're going to get tossed eventually and well, part of that is because of complications with how the contracts work mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. like the u.s contractually or whatever cannot give away some of these vaccines mm-hmm. because of how the contracts were with, written with pfizer moderna and johnson and johnson so yeah. if they aren't going into somebody's arms mm-hmm. they're at the at the best just going to sit in warehouses mm-hmm. at the and yeah at the worst they're going to expire and get tossed I, so I, that's I unfortunate that, even yeah. just considering the necessary equipment that's required mm. at this point to ship and then store Pfizer and Moderna. Mm. Johnson mm. Johnson's a different story. And now that they're looking at doing a Johnson and Johnson booster, potentially, mm. mm-hmm. re- you know, resulting in a 95% um, effectiveness. I think it's 56 days after the first dose mm-hmm. that that's a completely different story. Right. That or Johnson a, and Johnson. Yeah. I know, but you know, they, they also, I don't feel that bad for them <laughs> after their, after their baby powder fiasco in the past initially when you brought up the whole issue about how the vaccines are if they're not being provided to healthcare workers here they're going to be tossed out i i think my gut reaction was just to feel anger as to why it's not being provided to patients who desperately need it in other countries especially Mm -hmm. african countries right Mm -hmm. um but when you brought in like the whole corporate law and all the legal um obstacles that have to be overcome i mean definitely makes sense that if it's not going to be um, given to other patients, then we might as well protect people here in order to prevent further increases in COVID yeah. rates. Yeah. I think well, we definitely could be angry. I think we have to be angry at the right people. When I, yeah. I, I, would, I would push back a little bit too. And I say like, if the U S really wanted to, they could. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, just just you know, because it's hard doesn't mean it's true. Just because, yeah, like that yeah. hasn't stopped. Legality has not stopped the, that before. That's fair. You just got to hire the right lawyers. Yeah, yeah. that is or, true. You know, I was or going, just ignore the lawyers. You know. Yeah, my question was going to be like, can that contract be re- like rewritten? Is there some yeah, way to sure. change yeah. it? Sure. You know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, like oh no, we're gonna get fined if we do it or whatever. It's like exactly. It's kind of funny. It just trickles down into more layers than what you realize. Even all the way down to the U.S. budget every year, you know, has X number of dollars set aside for international aid. Mm -hmm. We could expand it and we could do better. You can. It just requires a lot of jumping through hoops, which we could do. But in the meantime, these vaccines are also now being produced and pumped out at a pace Mm -hmm. 
far greater than what we're actually putting them into arms anyways. Mm -hmm. Now that we have enough industry set up to produce them, it wouldn't, a lot of these countries, Mm -hmm. we could produce enough vaccines to get them vaccinated very quickly. They're Mm -hmm. not large populations. It would be interesting to know how much of our current manufacturing capacity for vaccines is dedicated to replacing expired I don't want to know. Doses. Oh, I don't want to know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Wow. <laughs> a bummer. Well, we yeah. also still have a whole bunch of what is the one that we haven't that Europe approved that di- we didn't approve. AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca. Yeah, we still have a whole bunch of AstraZeneca vaccines sitting in some warehouse as well, mm. I believe. Oh, interesting. I, we had given some of those away, mm-hmm. from what I understood, mm-hmm. but only like two hundred thousand. Yeah, and and that feels weird too, though. Like to be like, oh, we have this vaccine and we're holding a lot of doses of it. We don't think it's good enough for us. But we'll give it away. We'll give it away. Yeah, like yeah. that's that also feels. Do you want great. it? It's like the it's the global equivalent of like I don't like this. It tastes terrible. Do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> well. Yes. Yes. And there's a, a lot of countries at fault. If you look at the U.S., Australia, Canada, and you mm. look at the number of vaccines purchased mm-hmm. divided by the number of people in the like, I think Canada might actually be the worst. I want to say mm. it's like one point seven or you have like 1.7 equivalents of vaccine per person Mm -hmm. and by vaccine i mean like total two dose so they literally like the u.s and australia a whole bunch of countries have purchased more vaccines than Mm -hmm. we ever could have used in the first place right partially because we purchased astrazeneca pfizer johnson johnson Mm -hmm. moderna and other companies that never even made it through to guarantee that we would have enough versus some of the poor countries could never have done that in the first place. They didn't have the mm-hmm. money to buy excess, let alone just enough to make it through. It's mm-hmm. like the Costco toilet paper situation <sighs> on a global scale, right? <laughs> Very people true. Who, people who had, could have, uh, and actually on a, like a sadder version of that mm-hmm. was diapers. A lot of people... There was this like very famous video of this woman at Costco like who went to buy diapers and they were sold out. And she was like, I can't afford to buy a month of these at a time. If you only need one, just buy one and like mm-hmm. leave some for the rest. It's not like there's extra baby butts that need yeah. to be diapered exactly. right now. <laughs> exactly. Same plus, number. Plus buying a head for diapers is, as I remember, is a, is a fool's game because they, they'll grow out of that mm-hmm. size anyway. So mm. yeah. we, we do it, but. Not like months and months. Yeah, yeah. We do the whole Amazon Prime where you can buy. Oh, that was the worst. Really? <laughs> oh, I love Amazon. I no, like... I mean Amazon Prime is the subscribe and save. That's that's what for we do. Diapers. Dangerous. Yeah, it's yeah. dangerous because well, you because we, we, we you end up for... with like you know, accidentally end up with you know, a, two giant boxes of size three when your kids in right. size four. <laughs> I don't know. It just I guess yeah, but then we just give them away. Give them away. Yeah, that's what we did. Or give them to my younger sister. Yeah. Wow, that's a. See how that works? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Good yeah. point. Nice. Way to go, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, you bring really it, bring showed it. up. Full circle. See how that works? I like oh, it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, there's no corporate or international law here at Iowa. But yeah, the lawyers enough. weren't involved, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if we... <laughs> and that went a long way from swollen balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's how this show works. You bring up some swollen balls and you talk about world-changing events. Yeah. Okay. Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. 
Join us for the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine Professional and Graduate School Virtual Conference on Thursday, October 7th at 2 p.m. as we showcase careers in healthcare, education, and biomedical research. This exciting event is being hosted via Zoom and will have breakout rooms to explore our biomedical science, doctor of medicine, and physician assistant programs. RSVP at theshortcoat.com slash premed. WikiHow. I still don't know what WikiHow is. It's like, well, let me tell you about it. Yeah. It's where a lot of people go, I assume, to find out how to do things. The most striking thing about WikiHow is the illustrations, which look like a cross <laughs> between a first aid manual and a, and a in-flight safety information card. Let's see if you can guess what these WikiHow images I'm going to show you are depicting or suggesting you do or don't do. Now, remember, WikiHow images can suggest something to do or something not to do. Oh, some of these articles are health related and some of these are not. And and for our listeners who can't see us, I will post these on our Instagram so that you can follow along. Just go to the short code on Instagram and, and check it out. Okay, randomly, I know not everyone has had a cookie, but I really want a second one. Is that okay? Take a damn cookie. Yeah, and before go we go ahead. on, I just want to say that I just like started Googling this, this WikiHow, and my first Google autofill is WikiHow to shave your balls. Yeah. And if, if Google Whoa. is like supposed to go on like search history, I'm like really concerned with like what my husband has been Googling at home. I'm going to be real honest. Awesome. <laughs> we should have him on the show next week. All right, here's our first picture this oh, is google google how to check cervix cervical dilation no damn it we- let me describe the image <laughs> oh. some multiple choice tests oh oh great let me wait easier here is well. an image drawn what? from the point of view of a woman on an exam table she's clearly got her feet in stirrups and there is a man in a surgical mask and gloves looking towards us his right index finger raised and pointing to the top uh left of the image Top right of the image. No, he's pointing at his lips almost, which okay. are weirdly visible through his mask. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way it looked like he was pointing to the top right, at least from here. Okay. But I just, I'm oh, maybe. apparently dyslexic. But it's sort of like the, he's caught in the act of like waggling a finger at you to shame you. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. Why is he, why mm-hmm. is he doing this? A, he's diagnosing vaginal discharge. B, he's telling her about the dangers of promiscuity and vice. C, he's noticing that his glove has a hole on it hole in it at the end of his finger. A, probably the discharge. <laughs> C. I'd okay. hope it's A. If it's B, there's issues. I don't know. I'm really concerned. If I mean, WikiHow is not well known it? for is not well known for being a great repository of knowledge. Mm. I'm a little concerned if it's A, because if he's checking discharge like without a microscope, is he like sniffing it? Like, is that how he's making this diagnosis? <laughs> it's not like, close enough to his nose. Yeah, he's, he's, what, they don't say is, what they don't say is this doctor is practicing in 1865. Oh. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I mean, that's when, you know, doctors actually tasted things. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Glad I don't practice. Why would you say that while we're eating? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aline, did you have a guess? No. <laughs> I sure don't. My imagination ran wild and not in a cool way. Okay, so the answer is A. He's diagnosing okay, cool. vaginal discharge. Mm. This is from an article entitled How to Diagnose Vaginal Discharge. <laughs> Step three, have a physical examination, including a pelvic exam. Look at how school medicine, guys. <laughs> I just, you know, why, why is he... Yeah. There's just a lot of questions left. Better unanswered. Yeah, perhaps so. Let's I'm not look. sure there's like anything you do with just a single index finger. Yeah. In a pelvic exam. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the next one. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so this picture is of a woman against a blank background in three-quarter view facing to your left with mouth open and furrowed brow. There is a circle with a slash through it off to the left. What is the title of the article this image is from? A, how to sing a lullaby and put your baby to sleep. <laughs> B, how to take care of your skin and hair by taking care of your mental health. C, how to lodge a complaint at a business. I see. C. Definitely C. Any, anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on, Aline. Put yourself out there. Okay. It does look like she's trying to belt out a note. If you look at her eyes. That's right. <laughs> she can see the she can <laughs> see like her she's aspiration. Trying. She's yeah. Like, yeah. She's That's really right. trying to emote. <laughs> the, brow like, is, the, brow, the brow could be furrowed for many reasons. Yeah. yeah. Please yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> As parents, we can relate. No, the answer is B, how to take care of your skin and hair by taking oh. care of your mental health. Step one is the relevant don't. the relevant step. <laughs> don't get out of control angry. When you get very angry, it affects your skin. Becoming very angry can age your skin. When you become angry, control mm. yourself. Take a deep breath, try to relax, be patient, understand that this is just an accident and everything will become normal later on. Remember, a person can't always be angry. Control yourself and think about your skin. That's this what is my motivation for why I should not be angry during med school exam weeks because I'm trying to maintain my skin so this article applies to me. Do you, do you, do you, is this really a thing? Is this a, no, that was sarcasm. You were being sarcastic, right, Elvira? I was not. Right? No? I was actually right? not. All right, I'm not judging you. I, I, but, As a woman in her 30s, I respect that. Look, if you're that. ever upset, just don't. As an as an not in that way. I just try to deal with it in healthier oh, yeah. ways. Just yeah. don't not just like I, don't feel your emotions. Right, just walk out the door and, and act like it never happened. What the article is saying, don't right? don't think of your like, skin. You ever if you're ever upset, if you're ever a little sad, stop. <laughs> That's a slight twist That's to like it. My husband's recommendation. <laughs> don't be stressed. You're stressed. Why? Just don't be. Like how does that work for you? Yeah. I'm always puzzled about my my the difference between my reaction to little things going wrong and my wife's reaction to mm. things, little things going wrong. I try. I don't react. I mean, oh. I, I do like under my breath. I'm like, that was f-ing annoying. Mm. Right. Under my breath. In the meantime, my wife is in the next room going over like, you know, the littlest things. I'm like, maybe her maybe her reaction is more healthy. Like she's just getting it out. Right. Huh. Well, did they, they did like a study, right? With like the stubbing your toe. This is, I don't know. This is be reaching a little perhaps. But like when you stub your toe, like people who swear, like report feeling less pain versus people who don't. I will say that mm. the mm-hmm. the time when I do lose control is like if you hit your head on the corner of a cabinet oh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That will make me shriek mm-hmm. in, right. with anger. Yeah. So <laughs> the next like time you do that. The cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you do that, try swearing. Yeah. Next time you do it, say nothing. See I mean, it's all you can do. I mean, there's yeah. there's a threshold that beyond which you have no control over. Yeah, that's that. a lot more in line with what I do. Deal with the emotions. Mm-hmm. Is shriek yeah. <laughs> into a pillow. Into Use a pillow. profanity under your breath. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I try to or get it out. Journal, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. that's so. That is so. What's the word I'm looking for? So adaptive. I pre- yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm all about trying different methods. So if mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything verbally, then I'll journal. But yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's not journaling all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's the batting cages. <laughs> okay. Here's Sorry. a picture of a man. Here's a picture of a man sitting in a chair facing a corner. His head is tilted back, his mouth open and smiling as he laughs. 
His head is surrounded by the word ha written many times. How to just terrify your co- your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do you see this? Uh, yeah, you why is it written in the, in the corner? The ha's are written like in chiller font. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's out of a horror movie. Could be, I just saw my exam grade after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so slightly out of the frame is like the list of everyone's names and their, and their yeah. grades. Yeah. 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 Me me coping with the mental health breakdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here that, guy, that guy's just crying in his designated cry corner i don't yeah. see what's wrong with that he's or, dealing with his emotions he's getting it out yeah. that's yeah. right he's laugh crying for his, yeah, for his kid <laughs> yeah which of these is he doing is he acting possessed is he in a psych ward mm. or is he testing the echo of the room to prepare it for sound treatment <laughs> i feel that's like it's a way. <laughs> yeah his street clothes would suggest he's not in a psych ward. Mm. Mm. That's so, a good point. It's a fun song. I'm, I'm going to go with A. <laughs> Acting possessed. What was A again one more time, please? Acting possessed. Acting possessed. Actually, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. Method acting. Mm. I feel like it's oh, it could be the weird one, so C. Okay. No, he's acting possessed. This is from an article entitled Three Ways to Act Like You're Possessed. Step six is do unnerving things in public. Sit in a chair. <laughs> Sit in a chair facing the wall and laugh hysterically to yourself. Be seen mm-hmm. having furtive conversations with no one in dark corners. Rock back and forth catatonically while repeating a phrase under your breath. Hiss at people suddenly as you walk by them. Okay, but my kid sort of does this. She like <laughs> her way of learning is she like repeats everything she hears under her breath. Mm-hmm. So like if you say something, she'll be like like if you say like have a nice day, she'll be like, Okay, have a nice day. <laughs> and then she like repeats oh, it to herself God. for a while. Oh, it's like she's storing it away yeah. for future use. Yeah, and she her language is phenomenal for yeah. being yeah. two and a half. But it is a little creepy. Yeah, no, kids, uh, and I, I try not to be like, please don't do that. <laughs> but I'm like, it's probably her way of learning. But but when she gets to like often, five or six, I'd be like, you need to stop. <laughs> kids are often creepy. I remember my daughter. I I was what did I? I think I was telling her to go to bed, and or yeah, I think I was telling her to go to bed, and she said, if you tell me to go to bed one more time, someone's gonna have a scar on their face. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so much personality. Yeah. Yes. She, <laughs> so colorful. She has been known to have personality. Yeah. I think she she's gotten better. You know, she probably she? I met been threatened herself. Lately. Uh, she, she's knows? 13 now, but she was uh, three, I think, when she said Wow. How do you I'm know she sure met your creepier, face? I'm not sure if it'd be the three-year-old or the 13-year-old saying, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. A three-year-old, I feel like I could beat her back, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> if she's coming at me with a knife. You know, 13-year-old is a little more dicey. Yeah. yeah. I have oh. a story similar yeah. to this um, little thing that we oh my are God. talking about. Tell us immediately. Right. So <laughs> I had a class where we had an assignment and we were told i think it was a communications class and we were told to just go outside and do something strange and see how people would react to us when we didn't mm. communicate in a way that was expected of a normal human being so this is the, and, the genesis of the internet prank video it sounds like <laughs> yeah something right. like that and so what i picked i was driving in a car and i stopped at a red light and i turned and i looked at the people next to me and i just stared at them oh my god <laughs> monster you That's are awful that I'd be was so an creeped option out. that was available and i just thought why not do it and see like i whenever i get to a red stoplight i just try not to make eye contact so yeah. I, yeah, why not like do something person. that's outside of my comfort zone and hopefully i don't get beat up so i just turned around and i looked at them and they just kept looking at each other like why is this lady looking at us what is wrong with her That's so sweet but <laughs> i'm a strong proponent for messing with people what you know at creating social awkwardness yeah, yeah. When I got home last night, which was late, I don't know why, but I just felt like listening to a Disney song. So I put on uh, A Whole New World 
mm-hmm. um, from an Aladdin. And so it was the last thing like queued up to my phone when I woke up this morning. So I got in the car and you know, like I have a car where it like immediately hooks up God to the it, sound system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, and I was in such a rush to get here cause yeah. I was late. And so it, it connected and then the volume was like turned all the way up and I'm yep. like, I don't have time to deal with this. So I was just like driving like a nut job in and then singing out loud <laughs> to this cause I can't not sing it when I hear it come on. And as I was driving down Riverside, there was a very, like I didn't, I, it occurred to me that my windows were down because it was very hot in my yeah, car. Yeah, <laughs> and so, of course, course they were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm driving down Riverside. I'm I'm singing the song very loudly with my windows down. And it didn't occur to me until this guy was walking his dog coming up the sidewalk and did like a full body turn of like as I was driving by. And I was like, oh, I should probably roll up my windows or maybe just stop doing this crazy thing that I'm doing right nah. now. So maybe still you brought home. a moment of joy to this person who was like, look yeah. at that person. He having was a- smiling a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Was it, right. it was still a whole new world? It was still a whole new you world. Know, it was at least playing on There a are many worse songs. You could have been like, Wet by Nicki Minaj. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Nicki Minaj. I think that's. I mean, there could well, have been many worse things that you could have been caught listening to. It's true. Full blast. It's true. Down. It's true. It was. It was. It's a sweet song. It's a cute song. Mm-hmm. I gave him a good story. He's gonna go home and tell whoever he lives with about that, and yeah. they're gonna have a good laugh at exactly. my expense. So. All right. Here's our next picture. Um. Hmm. Me studying. This is a close up. (laughs) (laughs) This is a close up of a woman's face as she looks into a laptop screen. She's concentrating on the screen and she has her fingertips on both temples. What is the subject? Of this she's messing with people on Omegle. (laughs) (laughs) Like all those YouTubers. Your choices are A, how to win an internet argument. Mm. B, how to study for the MCAT. Mm. C, how to report a doctor. Or D, how to use telekinesis to clean your laptop keyboard. Is there E all of the above? <laughs> these are all appropriate. <laughs> uh, these are all appropriate things for this woman to I'm be. I'm going to say D and hope that it's it's legit so I can do that. Telekinesis. <laughs> yep. And that seems useful. Any other any other guesses? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with B. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what B was. But, oh, the B, MCAT, B yeah. is how to, <laughs> how to study for the MCAT. I feel like that seems most appropriate. And A it is would. how to win an internet argument. Yeah. Correct. But she's not typing though, you know, so. She could be thinking about thinking it. Thinking about her response. Yeah. yeah. Actually, she could be. Nikki. Uh, <laughs> there's there's, there's no an correlation. Ex, there's an ex-barb here who wants to speak with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm, a. I'll say A. Okay, so we've got we've got A, how to win an internet argument. We've got how to use telekinesis, I think. Yes, the, that's what my guess. She's trying to defrag her computer. <laughs> <laughs> with her mind. I love that. The answer is uh, C, how to report a doctor. Dad. This is We all took that very personal. We're like, no, bitch, not like that. <laughs> this is step six. Ex- escalate your complaint to the next level if Ooh. it isn't resolved. So. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know why she's it, like, she's, I don't know why she's doing, she's, she's putting her hands with her, her mind. Yeah. Maybe she's distressed. She's not, mm. you know, trying to will someone to die or defrag her computer as I really believe she is doing. But maybe she's just like very upset, you I know. The ER headache. doctor ignored my migraine for the fourth time after <laughs> I came in for the last two days. I hadn't thought of that interpretation. And when I told him I wanted holistic treatment only, he <laughs> couldn't escalate me to the neurosurgeon. <laughs> I wouldn't say he wouldn't give me the wolf's bane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say she wants someone to die, but based off of that smirk, 
yeah. on her face. Oh, I think she yeah. wants it's someone to at least... I'm going to ruin this surgeon. Yeah. And I'm his whole family's going to live in poverty. Yeah. Maybe she's a witch. She's, Maybe she's, she's like, like, I'm, I'm going to take this guy, this guy or a lady down. I can't yeah. wait for the, to file this lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's another one. <laughs> this shows oh a young girl or woman walking towards a door. She's dressed for colder weather with an overcoat, black mm. jeans, and Converse-style high tops. She's throwing so some sweatpants over her shoulder. Mm. Is that what that action is? Throwing? Oh, I thought the yeah, sweatpants were ghost. following her. <laughs> <laughs> Hot spooky. What is the subject of this article? Is it A, how to be a bad girl? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> B, how to be a good girl? Or C, how to leave your house when lockdown ends. C, she looks. She's taking off her sweatpants. Mm-hmm. It's it like what she lived in the last year. You know, it kind of looks like she's taking her sweatpants for a walk. Actually, like, like come along, sweatpants. We're going to talk about unsettling things to do in public. Mm-hmm. It looks like she's asking the ghost that keeps her company to follow her out for a walk to the park. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Maybe, she, look, maybe, maybe good friends. Maybe she's taking the same class as Elvira, and she's doing the same assignment that Elvira did. And we should not judge this lady for trying to be a good student. Yeah, can I we see. comment mm-hmm. on the creepy blank photo frames in the background? Like, yeah. I'd be very yeah. freaked out if I walked in and be like, everybody's pictures are blank. They're, <laughs> they're, also, they're also not well composed upon the wall that they're no. on. I mean, seriously. The, the perspective, yeah. Also, the perspective of someone who has not hosted anybody in a long time because it's <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so what, are our, what, are our, what, what are your selections? Let's what do you see. think? How to be... A bad girl because she didn't fold her clothes and put them away before oh, she left. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go with C. How to leave your house after yeah. lockdown. I'm like, okay. oh, don't, let me, oh, I don't I wear sweatpants anymore. Aline's, Aline's uh, on board with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that, did, did we get yours? Yeah, we did. Yes, locked in. The answer is how to be a bad girl. Mm. Okay. So, well. So this is this is what the article says. Bad girls, this is step four, don't be high maintenance. Bad girls don't take five hours to get ready. They're too confident to fixate on their appearance excessively. Although they take care of it, a bad girl doesn't have to be dressed to the nines at all times, but she never looks sloppy. One absolute no, wearing sweatpants outside your house. Mm. I think okay. this is this, I think this how to be a bad girl article. You can go ahead and look it up on your own time, but this article was actually kind of a positive Slightly positive, although questionable, <laughs> definition of bad girl. Like, mm-hmm. bad girl is somebody who, you know, looks out for herself, takes care of herself, doesn't worry about what other people think. Like a girl boss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. very girl bossy. Yes. Okay. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Next. This is an innocuous photo. Here's a picture of a man sitting by a window and reading hmm. a book. This is a peaceful moment. He's holding the handle of a large mug on a saucer perched on the table next to him as though he's about to raise it for a sip the cover the book cover is blank what's the article it's actually it looks like i like to read at night before i go to bed mm-hmm. this is me reading last night before my exam today okay just the, you sort of see the look of desperation in his face oh how to date yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah Treat yourself to a good book and a cup mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. cup of coffee. Get to know who you are. Yeah. Look inward. Reflect. <laughs> All right. Well, here are your choices. How to avoid being burned by hot liquids is letter A. How to appreciate literature. <laughs> C, how to appear intelligent and knowledgeable to your family. Ooh. D, how to date a doctor. C. Hmm. I'm going with C. C, how to appear intelligent. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason I read. 
I'm going to go with D, how to date a doctor. This is step five. Read to become more intelligent, to hold good conversations. Oh, it's in fact the same rationale, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. All right. Any other guesses? Hmm. I like I gave the step too. That was, Mm. that's a higher level. What were A and B again? A, A, A is how to avoid being burned by hot liquids. B, how to appreciate literature. I'm going to go with how to appreciate literature. Okay. How to appreciate literature? I'm B, yep. No, the answer is uh, D, how to date a doctor. <laughs> wow. This is uh, step five, in fact. Learn to love spending time no, alone. Did you actually get that right? <laughs> what is it? Learn to spend time alone? Learn to alone? love spending time alone. <laughs> if you're dating a doctor, you'll end up spending a lot of nights alone. You will not be able to get universal <laughs> attention. This is so depressing. There may be many long Great nights advice. when you'll have to entertain yourself. Did, did you read this article before you came? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought. I thought they were just... Reading to become um, more intelligent. Yes. The whole conversation. Not to being alone. I'm alone. So it's kind of date yourself. It is. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's kind of date yourself and how to rate, how to date a doctor. How is it not yeah. just like find other friends to spend time with? Not like. Mm. I'm sure there were other. I, I just locked onto this image. Oh, okay. like, that's yeah. fair, that's and, fair. and then the explanation. That's the sad, sad <laughs> state of, of, of this guy's uh, <laughs> marriage or relationship or whatever it is mm. where, you know, he's. I, I miss my spouse. I miss my I miss my loved one. I haven't seen him or her in ages. Time to date myself. Time to mm. date myself. Time to reflect. I should also try to avoid burning myself with this hot liquid. Yeah. You should really be giving more attention to the cup as you're yeah. picking it up. That's why that's why I wrote that one. Right. I it's like maybe you would be waylaid by the idea that he's not being he's not being very careful tented. about his hot liquids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you for... Uh, y'all did very well. I'm going to give you all 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's our show. Elvira, Noah, Mackenzie, Aline, thanks for being on the show with me today. Thank you for having me. You're I'm, welcome. I'm excited to see you both. I'm excited to see you all come back, but I'm especially excited to see you both come back. I hope you will uh, join us again. And what kind of swollen testicle would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available. Our editors are AJ Chowdhury and Eric Bozart. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, short coats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. 